You're tuned into Creative Concept with your favorite host, Cray Thibodeau, bringing you the latest in wellness, investment, and business. Please follow and add to your playlist. Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Cray, from Creative Concepts, the visionary behind Creative Consulting Firm. A podcast tonight that we are broadcasting is going to be highlighting wellness, business, or investment. This evening's topic is business. And I have to tell you, as a serialpreneur, I understand exactly what it feels like to be a small business developer in a large pool of plenty of other businesses. Tonight, I am so honored to bring to you a young lady who I think is going to make a real impact where she's at and where we're at as well. Before I introduce her to you, I wanna introduce tonight's topic because I know that there are a lot of questions about this particular subject and I wanna make sure that we're clear on ways that we can help you think and take your thoughts to new heights. So I wanna give you a few statistics so that you understand the purpose for tonight's conversation. First off, you could, as a small business developer, not understand the complexity of what it takes to run a business. The main reason why we're chatting tonight about what this topic is covering is because I think there are a few misconceptions about how business builds and how business runs. And tonight, I wanna give you a little bit of an insight and behind the scenes on what that feels like because it's not for everyone. So business developers and entrepreneurs could potentially be working 12 to 17 hours a day. Uh, most business developers who start businesses do not get paid within the first year. There are some fascinating statistics about the amount of people who are actually in business for themselves. 60% of people who start small businesses are between the ages of 40 and 60. 22.5 of those small businesses fail within the first year. Studies show that middle-aged men start the most successful businesses and that 62% of US billionaires are self-made. Speaking of self-made business owners, we are going to speak with Mary Ephraim tonight. She is sitting, chatting with us online from Lagos, Nigeria, guys. It is 12.09 in the morning there. <laughs> is one of those business developers that I'm actually speaking of who could potentially work 12 to 17 hours and reap only the benefits of seeing her day's work. She's a mother of two children under the age of six and running more than one successful company. She is a powerhouse amongst so many other things, but she's also my accountability sister. She's someone that I can call on and ask questions. She's someone who is patient enough to get through her day and then still give me her time. The minute that we talked, the first time that we chatted, we giggled and laughed like we already knew each other. We met inside a group 
that has completely changed our lives and our trajectories. Mary, are you with us tonight? How you doing, sis? Absolutely, good. <laughs> I was just enjoying listening to you. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I, um, I, I think this whole journey has been something that you and I have been able to relate to um, each other on the, the whole time, pretty much, because we've been able to see things from behind the scenes and understand a little bit more about how we should be developing our businesses and how we should be working. And most of that has to do with how we get along with each other. So I'm so glad that you could come and, you know, kind of off the cuff, have a conversation with me and get real about some of the topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself briefly, kind of share with us, like, how you got started and what kind of companies you actually run. Thank you so much for having me, Cray. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm all the way from Lagos and uh, Lagos, Nigeria, and um, yes, it's, uh, it's about midnight here, and, but I just love the fact that you um, just wanting to have this conversation um, was so important to me as well, um, and especially because of my sister. So I, I, have, I started two businesses, um, one of which is a marketing consulting uh, firm called Okma, and the second business is a film distribution business, which has distributed film all across Africa. Um, and I'm talking about Hollywood films, Nollywood films, and Bollywood films. So um, that company is called Homeland Film. And it, it actually is, was the, or is the first um, independent distribution company that started off in West Africa. Wow. And it was, it was quite interesting. Um, I evolved from working from, for a company that used to work in West Africa at the time and was a South African company that I used to work for. And that was basically where I got the knowledge. But back, back dated before this time, I started off as um, basically when my teenage, what I call it my teenage age, I started off as a broadcaster. So I got into broadcasting about 17. Um, and then I was running a show on radio and I was, you know, I was groomed for about four years before I, you know, um, this happened while, whilst I was still in, in my high school, in my university, which we call it in this time. Wait so, a minute, wait a minute. I have, to, I have to stop you right there. So you mean to tell me in high school you were broadcasting? Yes, I was, I was, I was, I was broadcasting. What? <laughs> so, because I, I loved it. Oh, no. Well, I, I, it was so funny. It was actually, I had a, a schoolmate who was, he was, um, he was already in, he was quite popular and quite known in the broadcasting uh, world. And he happened to be my, my colleague. Uh, he was much older. Um, but uh, he, one day he saw me and said, oh, I just love your voice and the way you talk and the things, you, you know, you're always having this rich conversation. 
I think you would do well in radio. And I said, wow, really? And well, that was it. And um, I got introduced to um, a radio station and from the day one, they were like, you got it. So, and that's how I started off. And that wow. was when I actually came up with the program, Portrait of Life, which today I have reintroduced as a Facebook show, um, which I'm hoping to be able to um, take into live uh, TV in the near future. Yes. Now, Portrait of Life, <laughs> Portrait <laughs> of Life basically is um, <clears throat> it's really focused on life, on, on life basically. And I was very compassionate and passionate about the, the, the trials and not just the trials, like the wins, the gains and the stresses that people have to go through. And the program at the time when it was in radio um, was in the cool of the evening. So what we do was a mix of music and a mix of talk that basically created some kind of soothing. The anticipation was people are coming home after a hard day's work. And you never know what people are contemplating when they're all by themselves at home. They are reflecting on how their day went. It was either good or it was bad, you know. But then um, about that time, you turn on your radio, you want to cool off. And that was me telling you it was okay <laughs> and giving you some music and, you know, just kind of reflecting on life and the different as scenarios. I was very young and most people said I didn't know what I was saying, but I was making quite an impact. And I was cold. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember someone came to see me one day at the radio station and he was, I mean, it was just a listener and he just wanted to thank me. And he walked in and, and was like, you're, you're the one? Like, you're, you're, you're a girl. I'm like, yes, I'm female, right? <laughs> he was like, no, I meant you were so young. And I thought you were much older. But the point is, at the end of the day, at least I made that impact. But something somebody said to me then that made me restart when I got older was the, the, he told, he shared with me the impact he had. He was a stickler. Um, mm -hmm. um, and the impact, I basically gave him hope every time he got home. He was he just turned on the radio because I just kind of provided that soothing, the program provided that soothing. And he told me something. He said, you know what? Keep the recordings of what you're doing now when you're much older. Listen to it because it's you're going to need it. And I'm like, really? And it sort of stopped. <laughs> and guess what? When I was much older, I listened back to my own program. And it felt like someone else was soothing me. And I was like, wow. And no wonder this, you know, no wonder it had so much impact. But yeah, wow. that's just about Portraits of Life, and it's on Facebook, and we are basically, um, you know, trying to make an impact. But this time, we're telling other people's stories as well. So we do interviews. Um, we interview people that have gone through, who basically have very heroic and have um, stories that can impact other people's lives. That's so that amazing. Much about, yeah, that much yeah. about Portraits of Life. So we're talking okay. about business. <laughs> awesome. No, no, this is good. This is good because we're going to actually unfold a couple of different uh, issues and, and we want to address the topic of how to build your business properly and how to successfully do that. And, you know, you you have a multifaceted journey. I mean, obviously you're in broadcasting and communications, so it sounds like you've done a lot of different things and have pursued things by way of a marketing consulting and then film production, which is 
amazing. I mean, in general, we don't in the US, and I'll be honest with you, in the US, we don't think outside of ourselves. So we're not thinking that there's someone in Lagos, Nigeria, doing all of these things. In, <laughs> and it's funny because on this side, we, and, and then it could be really in any part of the country, we are so hyper-focused on what we're doing and what's happening in our country, in our town, in our city, that we're not thinking outside of the box and thinking outside of ourselves. So I'm so glad to learn your journey and learn a little bit more about how you came to be the type of business developer that you are. And it sounds like we talked a little bit deeper in, um, you know, kind of planning some of this out. You started talking to me about how people need to create valuable tools and how the value chain works in terms of helping other people see you in a certain light and how bringing something special to the market is going to get people to like you. And I have to yeah. tell everyone who's, who's listening right now, people in any part of business, if you are representing yourself or you are representing a brand, people are going to buy you before they buy whatever it is that you're selling. Absolutely. You might wanna have your stuff together and you might wanna have uh, you know, a plan set in place and a strategy because the strategy to making sure that you're being successful has everything to do with whether you're building a small business as opposed to running a small business. And Mary actually brought that to light for me today. So. Uh, I want to make sure that we are specific about what we're going to get to the heart of here. And when you and I were talking, Mary, uh, prior to this, I wanted to make sure that we uh, threw out something that people need to really think about. So I'm glad that you shared your journey because you have taken all of the steps, it sounds like, even starting from a, a, from a tot at 17 and worked your way up to create something that has become a building block for you. All of the different steps that you've taken have now taken you to new heights and created you into the woman that you are today. So I, I took something away from what you said and it was that people need to look at what they're building when they're building a business. It's nice yeah. to have, you know, I, I interview people um, who are in business all the time. And lately on the podcast, I've realized that a lot of people have small businesses, but I never got a chance to ask them what they're looking to build. So you could potentially become an entrepreneur. Pretty much anyone can become an entrepreneur nowadays, but, and that's great, right? But really, what are you starting? Are you doing this to grow? What is it that you are hoping to accomplish is the question that we're asking tonight. And are you, if you're interested in maybe starting a small business, are you interested in making ends meet and becoming an, your own employee? Or are you interested in having the business run itself. So tonight, Mary, if you don't mind, I want to ask you a few questions about some of the things that it's going to take a business developer or a small business to, to focus and hone in on in order for them to make sure that they are adding value so that people come to them. Maybe you can give me some insight on that. If I were to ask you what your top three ways a small business developer or owner could add value to their business, what would your top three ways be? So the first one would be get clarity, okay? So you really need to know 
what it is that you are doing or what you want to do. When I ask a lot of people what motivated you to start a business, people come up with several different um, scenarios. One of which is they just want to be on their own. They want to be their own master. To me, that sounds a lot like I want to be self-employed, which means I can do and do whatever I want. But the truth of the matter is that building a business or owning a business um, is different from being self-employed. And the outcome most times of just being self-employed means that you just want to make money at your own pace. And as far as you're making enough to keep your family and to keep up with the bills, you're all right. And that's fine still. There's nothing wrong with that. But if, but if you really want to create something that is going to outlive you, um, it's going to um, be something that would um, eventually uh, be something that you would not need to work. You would not need to work, but will be working for you. Then you have to consider what it is that you really want to build. Mm. So getting that clarity is very important. And the, and the truth of the matter is, if you do have that clarity, you're, um, you're, you're going to start attracting the kind of people that um, your ideal clients. You're going to be magnetic to those kind of people. Why? Because they'll they can see that you're, you're, you're in it for the long, for the long run. Mm. Um, they can perceive that this business is not going to check out tomorrow. So they're comfortable going on the journey with you. Um, so yeah, it, it would basically create that. That would be my first. The second thing is get skills. Mm -hmm. When you understand what you're about to build, just like a builder, if you want to build a skyscraper, you understand what it takes to build a skyscraper. And say you don't have everything as a builder, what happens is you start calling out to those that have it. So you call companies, I need a drawing, I need a this, I need a that, because this is what I want to achieve. Now, if you want to build and you have the clarity of what you want to build, it sets you up for getting the right skills for what you want to build. And remember that when you are clear, you're focused, okay? When you're focused, the chances are you become very magnetic because there is something that focus does to our mind, to our environment, and then it also creates an atmosphere around us that people, people can just feel and sense something really good about you and they want to be about, around you, okay? Then the last thing I would say is just know that you're in here for the long run, okay? Commit to long term. No shortcuts. It's not going to happen in one day. Mm. Be happy with every win. Yes. When you're building a skyscraper, you're going to go from one floor to the other floor to the other floor to the other floor. Mm. And as things start to shape up and the building starts to you know, come out, you start to see people admire what you're creating even before it's done so yes you will be attracting people on that journey already there is never a skyscraper that is built that people don't walk past and say oh what's that what are they trying to create people start to wonder about it and yet you're only going level to level to level so you're going to have to enjoy every step of the journey okay 
when you do that, um, you don't put yourself under any stress. And remember, because you're building something for the long run, the tendency is that you're not in a hurry. So you will enjoy every step of the way. But at, yes. the, at the end of the day, you're suddenly going to um, be better off for it. Because when you have built that thing, um, what it is that you have, um, the chances are it's going to start to serve you. Okay? Um, the moment it's all built, it's all set up, it's all, then that's when you go into the running space. But that running doesn't necessarily have to be you because you have done a good job constructing something that is, you know, admirable, uh, something that attracts a lot of people. Um, and this even includes attracting the right team to work with. Ooh, I was reading huge. somewhere, I was reading somewhere today that Google has about 2 million people who are in the wait list to work with Google. Ooh. That can only happen because you have, uh, you know, you have created something that is phenomenal and that people just want a piece of the pie, whether as investors or as uh, workers or as um, um, vendors, you know, everybody just wants a piece of you. And that's what I'm hoping that people can actually look out to do. Awesome. I love, joy. I love joy. Wow. That's a, that's a big, that's a big fact. Well, Mary, you have decided to go from broadcasting and communications into brand building. And I'm so excited that you are because you are a wealth of information. You clearly have listened. You clearly know exactly what it is that you want to bring to the table and what you offer in value to others. Can you tell us how to find you and how we can support your movement and um, how someone who is interested in starting a business can access you because it doesn't matter where you are nowadays in, in the country, in the world, it's whether or not you are accessible. And so I want to make sure that people can access you and get the information that they need, just like we, you and I met when we were working with Tracy. People across the country are doing really great things and you are one of them. You are at the height of what I suspect people are going to be looking for. So how can we find you online? Where can we, where can we find you? So I'm, I'm on Facebook, um, but I'm gonna start with our website. Uh, the company is Okma, is a marketing consulting company and our website is www.okhma.com. Um, but I'm on Facebook as Mary Ephraim Egba, which is E-G-B-A-S. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on um, Instagram. And I think I can give you the links as well. So it will make it easier for people to just click oh. on the link. Perfect. But yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, and uh, you can find me on, and you can also um, hop in onto our program, Portrait of Life. It's Portrait of Life 20. It's on Facebook. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram um, as Ephraim, Mary. And you can also find Okma on, on um, Facebook and Instagram as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, we tagged, we tagged Mary on uh, my Facebook wall. We're going to make sure that everyone knows exactly where you're at and how to access you. To wrap tonight up, guys, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page about what it is that we're talking about. 
Now, Mary took us on a journey in this podcast, if, you, if you're paying attention. After giving you the statistics about why it's necessary to add value to your small business idea and where that's going to take you, we have come to the conclusion of three major things. And these are her top suggestions for making sure and ensuring that you are adding value to others who are going to want to work with you. Number one, you need to be in the know and understand the difference between building a business and running a business. Being self-employed or the mascot of your potential business or dream has very little to do with building a business. Number two, getting skilled in your own field and finding focus. These are the building blocks to making sure that you actually create your own success. And number three from Miss Mary Ephraim is commit to long-term. Don't try to take the fast track. You must enjoy the journey and attract the right team. And to be honest with you, she and I are on this call right now chatting with you because we are a dynamic team that are help, happy to help so many people. If you need some extra help and want to get in tune with Miss Mary Ephraim, you will find a way to do that. And I will let you know as you follow along with us tonight and understand what kind of ideas you're starting to cultivate in your own mind about starting or sparking an idea for business. We look forward to helping you in ways like this. We look forward to informing you in ways like this. And we also look forward to connecting with you in ways like this. There are so many people out there who are willing to work hard and research and know the facts. And Mary Ephraim is one of those people that I see as that type of example. So please do me a favor and check her out online. I will make sure that I post this, of course, on my Facebook wall. I couldn't be more happy to be able to interview someone who I actually admire and I believe in her journey. I did wanna tell you one more three thing from the words of Mary Ephraim. There is no elevator to the top, guys. You've got to work and you've got to build your skyscraper floor by floor. There is no uh, elevator. You must take the stairs. Thank you so much, Mary Ephraim. I so appreciate your time. And I know it's so late there. Oh my gosh. She tucked her hey. in and was like, let's go. So <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to you. Your energy is so good and so pure. We look forward to chatting with you and keeping up with you in the next episode. I hope you have an awesome night. Thank you so, so much for your time. Craig, thank you so much. All right, bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, then. Take care. Good night. Good night. <laughs> You're tuned into Creative Concept with your favorite host, Craig Thibodeau, bringing you the latest in wellness, investment, and business. Please follow and add to your playlist. Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.